Eight years ago, TV host Mike Rowe was, uh, he was out there channel surfing. And he saw several college students setting fire to the American flag and dancing around a pile of burning flags. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. And I am streaming live, by the way, on the uh, WORD Facebook page, for those of you that like that, if that's your cup of tea. He, he was watching that, and he, he, the, 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 the kids there were telling reporters in interviews they were disgusted with old glory and fearful of the flag. Rose said, it wasn't lost on me in the moment that all of these events were happening at what was considered the, be- the best of the best elite universities across the country. And supposedly among the non-elite students, the situation wasn't and isn't as bad. And Rose said it didn't take long for him to figure out what the elite students, how they drew, drew these conclusions about old glory. The idea of associating fear with the flag came from the very people who were supposed to be instructing these privileged students. The flag is the flag is always an interesting topic simply because of one thing. When I got out of the military, I got asked, I, I, I went to work for a company called Western Beverage. Western Beverage was at the time the uh, Miller Beer distributor here in this area. And uh, I, I went out. I had to ride along with uh, with one of the route men to to get sort of familiar with the job, learn the job. And uh, as I as I'm doing this and everything, he he asks me what I think about people that burn the flag. Well, the flag is symbolic and emblematic of the country, but I took a oath to the Constitution, and in the Constitution. Burning a flag is part of free speech. Now, in my time in the military, I'd seen a few flags burned simply because they had become no longer serviceable. And you don't throw these things away, you burn them. So burning the flag is actually a, uh, it's, it's, you know, like, it's almost a honorable thing to do in some cases. And he asked me how I felt about somebody burning the flag. Now, I did not point out that if I saw somebody riding around, some of these students riding around with the flag upside down, which is to show, supposed to show the nation in uh, distress, I would probably chase them down and take that from them. I didn't tell them that. But, uh, you know, as far as them burning the flag and everything, uh, one of the things about being a veteran, for example, is that veterans go out and they see the world in ways that none of these privileged college students are going to. We see the world for what it really is. I mean, even in the 80s, I knew from the place, various places I went when I was stationed in Europe, I knew that the United States was the best country on the planet. And I was in Europe. Roe said the evidence was crystal clear when Jonathan Lash, then the president of Hampshire College, chose not to assure the students that no country offers more liberty to their people and therefore there was nothing to fear from the flag. Instead, he talked about he talked about things and spoke up in ways that validated their fears. And he actually removed any traces of the American flag from the campus and said in a statement that removing the flag from the campus will better enable us to focus our efforts on addressing racist, misogynistic, Islamophobic, anti-immigrant, 
anti-Semitic, anti-LGBTQ rhetoric and behaviors. <laughs> uh, hmm. Mr. Lash is a, a former Peace Corps volunteer, federal prosecutor, Harvard graduate, and president of a Washington-based environmental think tank. He left the college in 2018. Hampshire College under Lash in 2015 was one of the first elite schools in the United States not to accept SAT scores from applicants in, because, in part because Lash said SATs were strongly biased against students of color. Rose said that if people are shocked by the blatant anti-Semitism among college students and by the students' clear lack of understanding of history, they have been paying attention to the ethos of the elite universities for the last two generations. Because higher education has been trending left, hard left, hard left. Uh, Philip Magnus and David Waugh wrote earlier this year in the Independent Review that 60% of faculty in universities across this country identified as hard left. So, of course, they're going to teach this. This is part, you know, chapter and verse. They're going to teach it. Magnus Wall wrote that while the model uh, college professor has been at the political left of the public since the 60s, it wasn't until very recently that this overall skew obscured an underlying stability in the political composition of faculty. And it showed that in 2001, that fact factical, uh, or excuse me, faculty majorities went from liberal to hard left and are now nearing a supermajority in the academic world. Do you understand? See, everybody wants to call some of these Democrats are liberals. They're not liberal. They're not liberal. They're not seeking liberty. They're seeking Marxism. They've gone hard left, hard left, hard left. Now, Mr. Rowe looked at that, and it's not lost on him, the two places of higher education where you don't see campuses erupting in violence and destroying the safety of Jewish colleges or trade schools and community colleges. Lock and load is sponsored by a trade school. You know. Trade schools are, you know, it, it's meat and potatoes education. It's, you know, I don't even know if they have any interest in them uh, beyond what they're doing in their class. The typical financial aid package at Harvard, in which pro-Palestinian rallies have cost the school financial support from alumni, total budget for a student this year is $80,600 with federal scholarship amounts set at 64500 of 55%, over 55% of the students attending Harvard received federal grants or loans. So, in addition to them going into debt, in large part, our leftist turn is funded by our tax dollars. We're paying for it. Department of Education shows there's nearly 4,000 colleges and universities across this country and 40% of their students holding some type of job while attending school. Conversely, there's 1,000 community colleges and 7,400 trade schools as of 2022, with 80% of those students employed while attending school in the former. And he noticed that... Uh, he noticed one thing that is, is really interesting. Wherever somebody's going to school to learn a trade or a skill, there's no time for protests. 
they actually have to perform in these schools. So you got a young person at home and you want them to actually get an education of some type that they're going to take out a loan for or you're going to help pay for or fund. Um, you need to take a look at the trade schools or the community colleges, I guess, and they won't be involved in any protests. Hamas and their type, it's not just about, well, I mean, everybody's a target with this type of Islamist. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.